Good morning and welcome. This is uh, Rob Hedquist coming to you on Thursday morning, October 24th, and uh, here in Seattle, Washington today. This is going to be the 78th episode of the 100-day Hedquist X podcast challenge. I'm sitting here with a good, actually better than a good, a great friend of mine, Bob Brainart, and Bob and I have known each other for greater than 15 years on both a personal and professional level. And he is a highly recognized and acclaimed IT cloud software sales executive that has had an incredible career. And in talking with Bob this morning, I thought it'd be great for him to put out to the listeners just some of the things that he's been able to do over the years from a sales perspective to be successful and to help the organizations he's been with to drive business. You know, I get a lot of questions from young entrepreneurs. I get a lot of questions from young sales executives. Hey, how do I work through a strategic selling cycle? How do I maximize my exposure with uh, the companies that I'm working with and, and trying to move forward from a sales perspective? And so I thought Bob could provide some great perspective on the podcast today. So, Bob, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you here, brother. Why don't you give a little bit of uh, background on yourself, and then let's talk about the strategic sales cycle. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, hello, Rob. Thanks very much for having me on. So, I'm Bob Reinhardt, Global Managing Director and VP of Alliances with Equinix, Inc. Equinix provides really the infrastructure behind the internet. You know, companies want to interconnect with each other, think electronic trading in the financial industry. Also, businesses want to interconnect uh, with clouds, Amazon, Microsoft. And so, you know, the organization that I um, that I run, you know, manages relationships between these companies. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, so Bob, tell, tell the listeners about your role in managing those relationships and why those relationships have been important to you from a strategic selling standpoint. And the process that you kind of go through, because you've talked to me about working both from an upward standpoint, up the organization, but then also a top-down approach as well. And I think it'd be good for listeners to be able to hear a little bit about how you approach sales and, and how you've been successful there. Yeah, you know, in technology, um, it's assumed you're going to know the technology. You know, that's table stakes in terms of um, being in this industry, uh, no matter what part of tech that you're in. And, you know, we talk about relationships and anyone you deal with, especially executives, um, have personal agendas. You know, they have professional growth objectives. They want to build their organizations. They want to work with partners that, in fact, enable them to be successful. And so, you know, building these uh, relationships with at all levels of the organization is very important, you know, because executives, um, you know, build alignment within their organizations. You know, usually execs are the smartest people in the room, otherwise they wouldn't be there. You know, but in order to uh, achieve their objectives, they need to have people that they trust, people that deliver results, and partners that help uh, with scale. You know, so in order to be successful, um, you have to align, you know, technology with the uh, with the partner's technology to help you scale, especially in early stage companies. And so, you know, working uh, your organization, um, you know, from the um, the people who actually deliver uh, initiatives, projects, etc., aligning those relationships, aligning uh, across objectives, uh, delivery of projects. Um, aligning technologies, you know, a lot of platform uh, integration work, and then um, building the relationships at the top that sees the results of the work you're doing within their org, builds trust, 
and then um, helps you know you need to you know work with that exec to drive down the agenda that you have down into the organization helps you scale internally at the headquarters and then also out in if it's a global out in their uh, field organization their development shops so it's all about working it from the top and the bottom but utilizing the bottom of the organization to build that credibility to that exec that yes you are aligned and that person will trust you to help them achieve their objectives mm, that's great bob so so you know in your role as a senior vp you obviously have a team that works for you as well so tell me about managing and working with a sales team to drive your sales initiatives forward and kind of critical factors from a leadership perspective that you feel are important to, to drive down to your team and, and how that's how you've created success as a leader within the organizations you work for. Yeah, you know, most salespeople, you know, are have two skill sets. You know, one, um, they're relationship people, and two, they're list people. You know, they're knocking down action items all the time. You know, a sale is essentially, you know, a broad list accumulation you know, of, of tasks that help you, you know, get to an endpoint, which is winning the deal. And in tech, you not only have to win it, you have to implement it. You know, to do that, you've got, you've got engineers, you've got architects, you've got technical salespeople, you've got relationship managers. And these people are often used to working independent with, uh, independent of one another. You know, so getting all those people uh, to work together to develop what I call a 360 degree delivery framework you know, is essential, you know, and in our industry, you know, um, you have to go in and uh, integrate, you know, the company I work for, Equinix Inc., into the platforms of the hyperscale clouds. And, you know, it takes a lot of humility. It takes a lot of realizing that you're going to be a cog in their machine, aligning in within how they uh, do business. And once you've achieved that type of technical credibility, you know, it's a matter of aligning, you know, the sellers and the customer support people and the marketing, you know, to feed off one another. You integrate the platform, you sell into the company, you help them scale by getting your sales teams to work together. So critical is this 360 degree framework to get your people to work with each other, to develop swim lanes, handoffs, you know, collaborative, you know, working together across silos. That's really what I've found uh, as successful. Mm -hmm. That's great. So, so Bobby, talk about a 360 degree framework from a sales cycle perspective, but talk to me about the importance of a 360 degree framework as it relates to providing feedback or your feedback coming back to you from your team. Um, and, and that feedback coming you, to you as a leader that you're then able to make shifts to make your team more effective. Because I, I know you've done a significant amount of work around that and it's been amazing to watch what you've done on self-development from a leadership perspective and in, in, in moving your team forward. Yeah, the one thing um, that is is key is not to make fear-based decision-making. Mm. You know, because in organizations, you're going to have investors, you're going to have uh, a board that you're working with. And, you know, success can't be based on uh, fear avoidance. It has to be based on, you know, aligning your team. Because uh, you can't, as I mentioned earlier, you can't uh, do it yourself. And in order to align your team, your team has to trust you. And so any one-on-one -on -one I do, any kind of team meeting... I, you know, I, I talk a lot about not only the things that they're working on, the things that are important to them, is I ask them how they're doing. How's their stress level? How's the family going? 
you know, in order to develop those relationships, I share my experiences, you know, with my spouse, with my kids, what's going on. Because people need to, um, you know, if, if the work that they're doing encroaches upon family life, you know, people are not going to be going to be happy. People need to feel like they have a career advancement. They need to have fun at what they're doing. Because, and they need to have a manager that they trust. Because if you don't trust your manager and your manager doesn't trust you, you're not going to advance in your career. And frankly, you're not going to have fun. You're going to be pretty miserable. And your performance suffers. Then you get the inevitable result of, of having to move on to something that you feel is going to be better. Yeah, so that so Bob, so let's talk about that balance piece because what I'm hearing you saying is that it, to to really be able to tap into your team that you have to be able to afford and give them the ability to have some balance in their lives. And so talk to me a little bit and talk to the listeners here about what you've done to maintain that balance in your life so you keep that edge sharp and you keep that sword sharp as it relates to the business community and the business world. Yeah, one thing that we do is um, we're constantly, and just like you know, people are, are um, using agile development to re, to um, you know, come up with software releases every couple of weeks or you know, months as opposed to you know, multi-year cycles. You know, we're constantly refreshing our objectives. You know, if something is not working. Not having personal attachments and and being able to jettison that is important. So I operate um, from a principle of you know be scalable and scalable and programmatic and also less is more. Yeah, I read a book called The Soul of a New Machine years Mm. ago, and that you know you know book and the theme of West, who is the main um, you know tech manager there, you know server systems, was less is more. Get fanatical about you know, delivering on that objective, shedding, you know, cool things that get in the way of what is core, you know, and then, you know, continually looking at what you're doing is, is this going to lead to the result? You know, a couple of other things, Outlook, you know, uh, there's this feature in Outlook that's pretty cool that tells you how much you're spending your time on meetings. What I try to do in my calendar is spend, you know, uh, 20 to 40% of my week on work time. You know, actually, you know, how much, you know, meeting time am I spending versus actually getting things done? And, uh, you know, the, the second thing I, I do is, is really make sure that I'm putting time in for weekly one-on-ones with my people. Weekly. Mm-hmm. Now everyone travels. You know, I'm heading to Singapore and Australia in a couple of weeks. You know, making sure that the weeks I'm here, I am meeting with people weekly. I'm having team meetings. I'm continually checking in with people to make sure that, you know, uh, they're feeding into each other. They're staying within their swim lanes, but there's Claire handoff. You know, less is more programmatic, orchestrated. Those are how I really manage my time. Uh, One thing also I do is every morning, um, first thing I do is I have on my calendar to review the objectives that I, you know, have for the day. What do I need to do in each of these meetings? And monthly I have on there, Friday for two hours, is looking at how I'm operating relative to the company principles and norms. Mm, fantastic. So, so obviously you've had massive success in your professional life, Bob. You've had incredible success in your personal life an incredible husband, an incredible father, and you found time to really be able to effectively do it all. So 
tell them tell the listeners the your top piece of advice as it relates to maintaining balance as an executive and also in your personal life at the same time well you know tremendous success i wouldn't quite call it that i've had failures (laughs) i've had failures i've had stagnation points in my career i've had downward movements it's like soccer sometimes you got to go backwards to go forwards you know um but it, it really is about for me time management and i have a great assistant I'm on my calendar is every personal thing I do, whether it's a doctor's appointment, you know, I put personal on a lot of that stuff. And I put on my calendar, do not just, you know, do not schedule over, you know, work time. I use color coding on my on my outlook. So my assistant can really look at what I'm doing today and what I'm doing over the week when I'm traveling. You know. Another thing I do is I get up early. You know, I start my day um, 6.30 in the morning, and I know that's tough sometimes, but enables me, if I get in at 10, I'm working till 8. I'm missing that family time, that one-on-one time with my wife. You know, if I get in early, I'm able to go to a cross-country race for my daughter or watch her, you know, play uh, golf. She's on the uh, golf team. And that really is the key is, you know, not taking on as much getting work done because otherwise you're doing email till 11 you know you're building that deck you're writing that white paper you're building that board presentation and frankly when you're tired you don't make very good decisions Mm -hmm. so bob so um i know we didn't have a lot of time for this interview today and this was very impromptu but but one of the things that that i would love to hear from you and the listeners would as well is that What's the one thing that you've been dying to tell the world up to this point in time but haven't had the opportunity and now's your chance? Oh, gosh. Um, it's humility. Mm. You know, don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah. Um, you know, spend time doing um, prayer and meditation. If you're not very religious, you're not very spiritual, meditate. Um, spend time hiking. You know, just like do the stuff that, um, you know, can can give you balance, can give you clarity of mind, you know, whether it's golf, fly fishing, painting, meditation, just clear your head and 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 don't be arrogant. Be self, you know, self introspective, not self critical um, Mm -hmm. and and work on the people skills, you know, assume positive intent. You know, it it all comes down to, you know, personal growth, personal Reflection enables you to have personal growth, which enables you to be um, humble and enables you to listen and build trust relationships with people. Because in order to build a trust relationship, people have to trust you. Mm. That's it. Mm. So that's fantastic, Bob. So just to capitalize on one final question here, because I think it'd be great for you to differentiate um, what you mean, because you talked about don't be self-critical, but have self in, uh, self-introspection. And so talk to me a little bit about the difference between those two from from your perspective, what that means. Yeah, self-introspection is really, you know, for me, gut-checking whether or not I'm operating from the principles that enabled me to, you know, accelerate my my career, you know, at mid-stage and frankly late stage. You know, so really, um, you know, clearing my head and enabling myself to really look at how I'm operating as a person how I'm communicating, you know, whether I'm hammering someone on something or whether I'm asking them, how can I help, mm. you know, versus um, just hammering myself on something, which enable, which really 
gets me into a situation where I'm operating out of fear, you know, fear of, you know, um, the board, fear of people that, you know, frankly, um, you know, if I step on their toes, a lot of people are much more political than me. They're, um, you know, able to, you know, all it takes is, is, you know, bad mouthing and rumors to begin. And, you know, the people that you need um, above you in the organization, investors, board, you know, other execs uh, can sabotage you because they may not operate under the principles that I do. Mm, fantastic, Bob. So people that want to get in touch with you, how can they reach you? Uh, they can reach me through LinkedIn. Uh, my name is Robert um, Brainart, B as in boy, R-E-Y-N-A-E-R-T. Or you can do a Google search on my name and I've got some blog posts up there and, and things of that nature. Awesome. Awesome. Bob, thanks so much for your insight today in this impromptu interview. It's been fantastic. I appreciate you sharing it with our listeners. And thank you so much, my friend. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for your time today and listening to today's episode. If you'd like to leave comments for me, please do so on my Facebook page. You can find me at HedquistX, or you can direct message me on Instagram at Coach underscore Ronin Awaken. That's Coach underscore R-O-N-I-N A-W-A-K-E-N. Thanks so much and have a great remainder of the day. Mm-hmm.